What is up, Steel Studies? Happy Friday, December 10th, 2021, and welcome to episode number 174 of The Study Session. I am your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, on the session. So glad that you're joining me here today, even though it's following a loss that we can use several negative adjectives to describe disappointing, embarrassing, saddening, disheartening, you name it, put it in there. But you know what? We'll get through it together and we'll take an objective look at the contest, identify where this team needs to improve, and there's plenty full areas for that to occur, but also take a look at the areas where this team did well and then talk about what this means moving forward not only for this season but also for the next but again my gratitude to you for you joining me here today it means the world to me please continue to share my work with your family and friends i would love to connect with you please drop me a line via email at the still study at gmail.com and also give me a follow on twitter at still study would love to connect with you get your question comment feedback on the show Every Saturday, I do an episode of the session called The Steelers Saturday Mailbag. That will be tomorrow where I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. would love for you to be a part of that. So drop me a line. We'll make it happen. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the other podcast that I do with the Jim Wexel of the Steel City Insider. Our podcast is called The Steel City Insider Podcast. Jim is the GOAT. He's been a Steelers beat writer since 1995, super insightful and knowledgeable about the team, and you don't want to miss the work we do together. We record every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and publish at 6 a.m. There's an audio and YouTube component. Check it out. It's great stuff. So here we go. Let's jump into it. Man. There was so much jammed into that game last night against the Vikings that I don't even know where to begin. And I guess you could really argue that the contest was a tale of two halves. The first half, both the defense and the offense were annihilated by a Minnesota Vikings team, though their record indicates they are five and seven they've been in close contests throughout the season as I mentioned on yesterday's episode they've been in 11 games that were decided by eight points or less and it just always seems that they were on the short end of the stick in terms of outcomes but not last night the Vikings came out running the ball Dalvin Cook stud running back whom there was question as to whether or not he would play, did suit up, and man, to the tune of 200-plus rushing yards, just gouged that Steelers defense. That was the worst rushing defense performance that I can recall in recent memory. And I go back, this is probably the 90s, and maybe some of you remember this, some of you may not, but there was a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars at Three Rivers Stadium that Fred Taylor played. And I think he went for like 229 or something along there. He was a one-cut runner. He just destroyed the Steelers' defense. 
It harkens me back to that time, but it was embarrassing. And it's the result of several things along that defensive line. Number one, it's injuries, availability, Stephon it not being out there, the loss of Tyson Alulu, things that you can't project or account for. You're not projecting at the start of the season that your starters are going to be Henry Mondo and a guy named Montrevious Adams who you're plucking off of a practice squad. And then Cam Hayward is left to battle double teams for the duration of the season. So they just don't have the personnel to match up against full-strength or semi-full-strength offensive lines and opponents rushing attacks, and that was on full display last night. And if you cannot stop the run, as is preached in Pittsburgh, you're not going to win games. There was just no answer for it. And even in the second half, sure, the Steelers slowed that offense a bit, but it was smoke and mirrors. I'm sure that if the Vikings came out dedicated to the rushing attack second half, it would have been more of the same. And quite possibly Dalvin Cook could have been maybe near that 300-yard mark. But again, this is part of the NFL. Injuries are part of the NFL. It's about adjusting your scheme, using the personnel that's available. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And what's on full display is that whatever the Steelers are attempting at this point, it's just not... It's not working. Now, it did work against Baltimore, so you could make the argument that they were flat following that emotional contest, but I feel like that's a cop-out. That's a scapegoat. Bottom line is they got outplayed. They got dominated in the trenches. On the flip side, the offensive line, there was no protection for Ben Roethlisberger. There was no room for Najee Harris. It wasn't until late in the game, late in the third quarter, that things started to open a bit for Harris and things started to open a bit for Big Ben and maybe that was because they were playing a soft defense but early in that contest Ben was just getting crushed the sack that he took from Harrison Smith I didn't think he was going to get up from he did I guarantee you Ben is feeling that today he's beat up but again the the youth and inexperience of this offensive line which we knew was going to be an issue, that there were going to be growing pains, but I think what we're seeing is some of that growth that we expected. You'll see it for a game. You'll see some positivity. You'll see that arrow pointing up, and then the following week, it's the complete opposite. It's inconsistent. It's uneven, and it's really why this game got out of hand. Even if the Steelers could have connected on that field goal that Boswell missed. And how often does Boswell miss a field goal? Jeez, he's Mr. Automatic, but that was so uncharacteristic of of him. But even if the offense could have gotten involved with one score, let's say they had 10 points in the first half, the complexion of this game could be completely different. But they were shut down. They were manhandled early on. And you can connect that to the offensive line. And we've got to mention Roethlisberger's play there in the fourth quarter. Really, the last two minutes of the third quarter in the fourth quarter, rallying his team back into a position where they have a chance to win. 
Ben threw three touchdowns. He had that bad interception. Yes. Dude was just getting crushed. But you want to talk about showing heart out there. And then with two seconds left, having an opportunity to score a touchdown and potentially tie the game on a two-point conversion, he brought them back to have that opportunity. He drops back to pass. Pat Freyermuth just, just gets ever so slightly open. Extends his hand. Roethlisberger executes the perfect pass. Freyermuth grips it. Begins to pull it in. But as the defenders come upon him, the ball squirts out. Game over. Your Pittsburgh Steelers lose. So give credit to Ben for battling, for willing his team to victory. There was fourth quarter magic there. Ben brought it. And you can't beat up Freyermuth too much. He's a rookie. Hopefully he internalizes that. He feels the sting of that defeat and how he was ever so close to scoring the touchdown to put them in place of getting that two-point conversion and tying the game and forcing overtime. What a story that would have been. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Najee Harris rushed for 94 yards. Nice consolation prize. Ben over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. Nice consolation prize. But this is a team in transition. There's no doubt. This team will continue to battle. Now, here's the other thing that I'll mention. When this game started to get out of hand and they were down by multiple scores there in the first half, I was thinking to myself, okay, this has the potential to devolve into a blowout akin to what happened against Cincinnati a few weeks ago. And I thought that, you know what, this team may get blown out again. But that didn't happen. So in terms of positives and looking for somewhat of a silver lining, it's the fact that this team did not quit. This team could have laid down. This team could have accepted defeat, but they didn't. And some of you may be saying, oh, well, that doesn't matter. That's what they get paid to do, blah, blah. Yeah, I get it, but it does show the character of this team. This team is not going out there on the field with the objective of, hey, let's get blown out. Let's just lay down. They're fighting so you know the heart is there. It's just a matter of talent in some cases. Talent that's being exposed because of injury. And I also think some of this is schematic offensively. I think there needs to be a long, hard evaluation made of Matt Canada's scheme and his offense this offseason. And I know that might seem a rash decision, being that it's only one full year that he's the offensive coordinator. But I think all those things need to occur and transpire this offseason. But I like the compete, the lack of no quit in this team. 
And we know that that's what we can expect these last four games. And here's the thing. <clears throat> these last four games are the toughest games this team will encounter all season. The toughest, hands down. You've got Tennessee in Pittsburgh. They're an eight-win team. Can the Steelers win? Yes. Can the Steelers lose? Yes. What's more likely? Well, more likely is the Steelers' loss, but don't count this team out. Am I saying they're going to make the postseason? No. I'm just telling you they're not going to quit. Then you have the Kansas City Chiefs the day after Christmas. Probably the most difficult game. And that offense, just imagine that offense up against the Steelers' defense. Can the Steelers win that game? Yes. Can the Chiefs blow out the Steelers? Yes. Who's more likely to win? The Chiefs. But are the Steelers going to quit and give up? No. Are they going to come out and compete? Yes. Does that mean the Steelers are going to make the playoffs? No, it doesn't. What it means is they're going to battle. So those of you thinking, oh, they need to tank and just finish with six wins and get a high draft pick, as I said before, that's not how this team operates. That's not how this organization operates. There are plenty of other teams you could be fans of, you can go cheer for if you want a six-win season and tank and get a good draft pick. And you can have inconsistency for multiple years in a row. And then you might have a winning season here or there. That's not the Steelers' way. This team is going to battle. Tomlin hasn't had a record below eight wins. Roethlisberger hasn't been on a team with the Steelers below eight wins. Expect eight wins. I know it's hard to see which two games they're going to win there. They're going to win two games. They're going to battle. They're going to compete. Again, not saying that's good enough for the postseason. I'm not saying that's good enough for the Steelers organization because it's not. But this team's not going to lay down. It's not going to lay down. And then something else that we're going to need to talk about too. And I wonder if this is going through the coaching staff's mind or if it's going through Roethlisberger's mind. Now, I know the report about him retiring at the end of the season, and I've been critical of Ben this year, but the way he's played these last few weeks late in the game and the way he struggled this year, we know it's not an issue of arm talent. What could Roethlisberger do if he had even an average offensive line in front of him? What type of performance could he put out there offensively? Imagine if he had a good offensive line pair with Najee Harris. So the question is this, and it's going to be something we're going to have to talk about. Does Ben rethink whether or not he wants to come back next season? Has he shown enough? And does he get a pass this year because that offensive line has been so bad? And the Steelers are going to have $40-plus million in cap space left. They could tweak and rebuild that offensive line. I'm not saying I'm committing to either side, but it's a question worthy of discussion that we need to think about and consider moving forward. And it does give you the luxury of not having to bring in a quarterback through free agency. You can draft a guy if there's someone you like. 
So maybe we shouldn't throw Roethlisberger out right away and maybe Ben is reconsidering things. Or maybe he's had enough. He did show a lot of frustration last night on the sidelines, something I haven't seen from him. He even said something to Tomlin, which seemed uncharacteristic of him. And then the last thing I'll mention before we jump off here, not to end on a negative note, but Chase Claypool, dude, you're a professional. I understand you're a young man. And whatever that taunting penalty at the beginning of the game, but the critical error of celebrating a first down when time was so precious and valuable, you probably lost your team another snap to try and win the game. That's just stupid. But Studians, they live the fight another day. We have four contests left to go here. And at least you're getting to see Roethlisberger sling that thing. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. And again, I'm not saying they're going to make the postseason, but just enjoy Steelers football. Enjoy it. Enjoy Ben, because this could be it. Have no expectations. Just enjoy Roethlisberger. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 174 of the study session. Thank you so much for joining me here today on this lovely Friday. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you, get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Make sure that you check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site. That podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. Jim is the OG of Steelers Beat Writers. It's great stuff. Be sure to check that out. It's linked in the show notes. Keep your heads up. You're a Steelers fan. It's not always going to be roses and sunshine. Sometimes you got to go through these dark days. And we'll see what this team is made of. Even though it may not be the outcome we want, don't give up on your team. And remember, regardless of the outcome, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace.